common question. That is, why do the Jews live so much in the past? Every nation has a history. And no one else is so interested in things that happened 2,000 years ago. Britain doesn't celebrate the victory over the Vikings. And uh, no one else uh, in the world celebrates things which happened hundreds of thousands of years ago, even if we have historical evidence of exactly what it was. So why, why, why are Jews so focused on the past? That's one way to ask the question. The other way to ask the question, and this is more of a Russia kind of question, why it seems a political question, is you claim that we have a shaykh of Well, why? Because 2,000 years ago we left here. So what? That was 2,000 years ago. Why does it affect today? Today is a different world. The Romans don't claim that they want their empire back, and neither do the Greeks. And uh, what happened 2,000 years ago has and has been. The world's progressed. Things are different. Why do we care what happened 2,000 years ago? Why should that be a reason to, to any rights that we claim to have today? Why should that be something which is worthy of remembering today? Why is the past so important to us? Now, to know history is very nice. Every country knows major events in the history of that country or that, that civilization. But it's not something which is commemorated. It's not something which is important. It's not something which is uh, recognized as something which people today still have to deal with. So why by Yiddishkeit is it so based on the past? Okay, you want to answer? Uh, I'll ask, sorry. We're talking about national or religious level. Because nas- nations have like Independence Day, exactly. like 776, not that far back. But religions have Christmas and Easter and all these things which are thousands of years old. Yeah, but uh, you're right. Like I said, people remember things, but it's not that everything was important to what they were doing then. No one tries to relive what they did when they had celebrated that thing 2,000 years ago. They celebrate today, they want to celebrate today. They, they do reenact the activity. Pilgrims and Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's, uh, the whole nation of America doesn't dress up like pilgrims and do anything. To, to, to have to have things let me explain the question better you're right to have uh, days which commemorate things in the past is one thing but to try and relive the past no one tries to do so why is it important to us so I'll tell you there's a well known answer to this question um, I'll give you the background to the, to the person answered in the context he was asked but I want to expand it a bit because it's, we can use it to expand our other points too. Uh, Basically, it was when there was a discussion in, in the United Nations about uh, when they wanted to vote on uh, the formation of the State of Israel, making it an argument of the Jewish representatives was that, you know, this is our ancestral homeland here 2,000 years ago, and we want it back. So the Chinese delegation said, listen, we don't really see why you have any kind of argument that you should get it back. They said, if you're like Chinese, that the time stood still for about 2,000 years. You know, people didn't, uh, in medieval, remember we're talking 48 now, people are still living in China the way they lived 2,000 years ago. Same dress, the same homes, the same lifestyle, uh, attending the same rice paddies. And nothing's changed. So then the people, the Chinese of today and the Chinese of 2,000 years ago are exactly 
same people doing the same thing, you can understand the connection. You can understand why they say, listen, this is what we've always done, we've always been doing. Okay, so I hear that. He says, but to say that your ancestors lived you 2,000 years ago, what do you have in common with them? You don't speak the same language, you don't dress the same way, you don't have the same lifestyle, you don't talk, you know, nothing's the same. So just because, you know, historically, you have a, you have a claim that there were people living here who your ancestors 2,000 years ago, what's, what's the common link between you and them? That was the question. So, one of the... Rabbanim was part of the delegation at the time. Uh, was someone called Rav Ram Kainer Shapiro. He later became the Rishiv of America's Arab. But uh, he gave a very good answer. And that's what I'm talking about today. And he said like this. He said to the Chinese representative, he said, okay, and let's imagine that you could invite one of those Chinese people today who's living in the same house and in the same field as his great-great-great-great-grandfather did a thousand years ago. And you could ask him, would you like to meet your great-great-great-grandfather of a thousand years ago? Sure. So we'll put them in the room together. They look pretty much the same. They're doing exactly the same thing. So what are they going to talk about? <coughs> in other words, I mean, we can compare notes of family, but... Is there anything which would interest the Chinese of today about what the Chinese did a thousand years ago? No. They happen to be doing the same thing, but that's just because that's, nothing's changed in that part of the world. So they're doing now today what they did back then. But there's no, no particular interest now in what was done a thousand years ago. What's the difference? What's important is what we're doing now. You happen to be doing the same thing. Okay, it's very nice. But it, it, there's nothing that's going to teach us anything or show us anything from today what was done a thousand years before. He said, but bias, it's true. We've changed a lot. Language isn't the same. Our clothing isn't the same. Our culture is not the same. Our occupation isn't the same. But if we would be able to meet somebody from 2,000 years ago, there isn't a single thing you wouldn't ask them. Because everything we do is based on what they did then. And so everything we want to know is how did they do it? How did they make Kiddush? And what was the bracha they said on this food? And what are the halachas that they keep on Shabbos? And what was the, what's the right minag when it comes to which direction to light the Hanukkah candles? Anything else? Every single facet of what we do, if we would have, in, if we would be aware of what they did then, so then we would we would ask them every single point. We'd be much more we much more connected to what people did once upon a time because that's going to make a big difference to what we do today. That was his answer. Let me let me say that you said in different words. That's going to explain the question, the point for us as well. And that is, a connection to the past doesn't mean that you've frozen time and you're living in the past. A connection to the past means that what's important to us is what they did in the past. What's important to us is what they did then, because that's what, we're going to, what, that's what we want to emulate today. So if we had a tana today, and we could ask that tana, whoever is going to be, all of our questions, we would all automatically take the guidance from him. The problem is we don't. We don't know all the things they did then, so that's why we have questions. That's why we have arguments. And if you see that the, the way that the Torah, so to speak, develops from generation to generation is more and more things which we don't know and you have more questions about. And that's why you'll find that there are many more arguments in the Gemara than in the Mishnah. And there are many more arguments in the Rishonim than there were in the Gemara. And there are many more arguments in the Poiskim than there were in the Mishnah than there were in the Rishonim. And there are many more arguments in the Chorim than there were in the Poiskim. Why? Not because people were clever. But because we, remember, we know less of what they did. And so now everything which was taken for granted beforehand 
being as now we don't know anymore, now we have a question about it. So, for example, the Mishnah can have an argument about what they did in the time of the, in the base of Mikdash because they had to suffer. But, the, but so some things were partial to them. So that, no, then you have to discuss it. And that those things became less partial to the Amorim, so they had to ask about that too. And now we weren't sure about it. And those things, what the Amorim took for granted, so Rishonim weren't clear about it. And that became an argument there. And if we would be able to talk to a Tana, and he would tell us what they did then, then we've resolved all the questions. Then we've resolved all the questions. If Lu Yitzah, Rabbi Yakiva would come back. And we'd ask him, Rabbi Yakiva, what's the right order of the Tvili? Or what's the right size of the Kazais? Or what's the right time from the Tensor Kachov? And whatever else is going to be. And we're going to have a definitive answer. Okay, so then what we're going to we, Then all the Rishonim fall, all the Machlaikasim later on become in, less important food. Because now we have a source much higher up. Now that doesn't mean to say there weren't things which were arguments then as well. And sometimes the argument just continues generation after generation. There are things like that also. But a lot of the arguments which come from a lack of knowledge of what a previous star did, so if we would have exposure to the previous star, then of course that would resolve everything for us. I don't get the question of China at all. Basically, what, what, what the answer that he gave was one step past, which is that we are doing all the same things as the, as the previous generation. I mean, okay, we have different technology and that type of thing. We're still wrapping tefillin. We're still doing mitzvahs. We're doing, everything that we're doing is exactly connected back to them. We're doing so much more. Right, we, we, more, we, not just that. that like, more than that. Not just we're doing the same thing as then. We're doing it based on we understand what they did. Right. right. But, but, but I, I guess what I'm saying is, is his whole question is, you don't do anything like what you did before. So his answer is, we would have a lot more to talk about with a guy 2,000 years ago. That, 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 it misses the point. It, the, the point is we're doing exactly the... We're but trying to, to do exactly as much as we possibly can to do what they did. But not just do, but also we were, it, the way they did it, not the way we happen to be doing it today. That was that was it. You happen to... You, you're living the same lifestyle, not because you're interested in the past, that's just the situation you're in. It's not, you have no connection to why... They, they, you're doing it because they did it then. Whereas by us, we're doing what we did now because they did it then, and we want to know how they did it then because that's going to define for us how to do it. This question also applies very much today that even like basic people that are pro Palestine that know their basic history, their title will be that, yeah, you're right, Jews lived in Israel 2,000 years ago, but Ashkenazi Jews are not Jews. You're something else. That's their time. An answer this is, answer is we're Jews. We're Jews because we're keeping exactly what they kept then. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's, that to me is the answer. We, we keep the mitzvahs. Yeah, but it's more than just the mitzvahs. We keep the mitzvahs, but even more than that, we keep it based on how they told us to keep it. So we, 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 we're much more connected to what is done then. That's what finds mm-hmm. us what we do. But those who started the Zionist state couldn't give two cents about mitzvahs. You're right. They always said that. They always said that. That secular Zionism doesn't have any arguments. Because if you're not going to accept the Messiah, then there's no reason why you should get to the state of Israel. I'm not trying to defend Zechariah. I mean, this was the famous argument against them. But the same, Rav, uh, yeah, Rav Hanan Shapiro. Right? Who had this argument against them? Even within the Jews. No, but they, they, they don't know the difference. It said, if you're going to say that our argument to the Israel is because we, we, we're Klai Israel, so then we're Klai Israel to keep the Torah. If you, you can't use one, have one without the other. Okay, but whatever the point is, that, that's the first point. Now, where, where do I want to go with that? We don't want to go with that. And the, the, to the second point. And that is, why is it important for us to, uh, not just to keep the mitzvahs as we do today, why is it important for us to keep the mitzvahs as best as we're able to understand that that's the way they kept them then? As best as we're able to understand that this is, uh, we're continuing what we understand, that's what they used to always do. Uh, so there's two points to talk about here. They're both very important. 
the first one is the first one is the value of the value of not just Messiah every every religion has a Messiah as a tradition of what they did but the value of the fact that the the, the as the generations go further down we understand we understand less we are on a sl- we are on a lower dark than the generations before and what I mean by that is you can pass down tradition without ex- without expecting the people higher up in the ladder or in the chain of tradition to be greater than you for example, the tradition, like was mentioned before, of independence of every country. So how do we know it existed? Because it's a Messiah. We know that uh, it was written, it's recorded, there are people who remember that this was the day that we won the battle, that this was the day we declared independence, whatever other major fa- uh, event it's going to be. And it gets passed down, and people celebrate it year after year, for centuries, for, even for millennia. Does that mean that they, people consider the people who celebrated this 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, to be greater than them? No. This just became the tradition of the country, or of the religion. And we just keep doing the same thing. So I'm not talking about the idea that there's a concept of Messiah. The concept of a tradition which gets passed down. Every country, every religion has that. What's unique about Klai Yisrael is that the concept of Messiah is that it gets passed down, but on a lower level. On a lower level, which means we don't, we don't say that we're keeping Pesach today. It's a tradition. We came out of Mitzrayim three and a half thousand years ago. That's true. But at the same time, we think that we're, we're keeping it on a level much lower than people kept it 3,000 years ago. When there was a much higher, where people were new more or were great, whatever the level we're going to put it at, we pass on the traditions, but in a way where we know that we know less than the ones, than people who came before us. And why is that important? Why is it important? So the first point. If it's just a tradition, and so that's the point I made before, if it's just a tradition which is passed down, so how other people de- dealt with it, what's this, what do we care? We'll do it our way. If, if people want to have a turkey for Thanksgiving, it makes a difference to anybody what recipe they used to cook it 100 years ago. I'll do what I want today. Why does it make a difference to me? But if, you want to, if we're doing something which is based on, which is based on what our, our Messiah, based on the fact that we, are not, we want to know what they did then, and we basically we want to be as similar to that as possible. So do we want to know how they baked matzahs a thousand years ago? For sure we do. And if we want to know exactly what they were careful about and how they did it, we want to do the same thing. What's the difference? And this is the essay. That's not true for everything. Feeling, for example, we know we have better feet than them because we can get them square. They, they didn't. We want to know what they did. If we have a way to do it better, that's fine. As long as we don't, we don't care how they made feet. We want to know how they made feet because we want to copy that. Now, what's the use of this is the, this is that's what I wanted to get to, and it was going to answer the first question also of why is it important to us what was done in the past? Why is it important for us to commemorate the past? Because the and this is the, one of the essays of the principles of Yiddishkeit is that there's significance in what we do. We're not stop doing things as uh, to commemorate events or to keep it traditions. The significance in what we do. And this goes back to the fact, how do we know that? Well, we have a Messiah. But the Messiah goes back to the fact that this was something Hashem told us to do. And if Hashem told us to do it, it's not something which is just uh, some, something we chose to do and became a, a custom which just like, kind of continued on its own. There are customs like that also, and then they have no Messiah, and then no one really cares how they did it then. Because it has no back, it has not something which has a source. It's something which just developed over time. Okay. Uh, once once that becomes a custom, so you can keep up a custom. That's the, similar to traditions 
in any other part of the world. But something which you're saying is that this is coming from the source that this, that this this is important because this is what Hashem told us to do. So then, if that's the case, it's very important to us how Hashem told us to do it. It's not just a custom. It's not just something we took on. It's not just the became the the, 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 the established minhag. It's something which has a source, and that is Hakadosh Baruch wants us to do this. We do his importance. And if it has importance, then the question is how exactly Hashem wants us to do it. And if that's the case, then the Messiah has to be on the details. The Messiah has to be on the details, not just in what we do in the bigger picture, as in the details. And if that's the case, someone who we know had a clearer Messiah and would have the details more clear than us, of course we're interested in what they did. Because it's not just a question of we have to celebrate and how we choose to celebrate. I'll give you some examples. Do we, does it make a difference to anybody what they gave a Shalach Manas in the time of the Rishonim? No. It makes no enough for me now. As might be, might be curious to know, but what's the difference? Halacha is halacha, and it doesn't make, as long as you're giving two items of food, exactly what they are doesn't really make a difference to anybody. So to know exactly what uh, it, did uh, Rashi give uh, wine for Shalach Manas, or did he give beer for Shalach Manas, or did he give cake, or did he give chala, what's the difference? It doesn't change anything. But, uh, so we made it. We'll give what we want to give today. And that's not something which is going to be influenced by the past. Whereas when it comes to, let's say, making matzahs, when it comes to the Arbiminim, when it comes to what's the shofar, when it comes to things which, they understand, this isn't just uh, people chose it a certain way. This is the way Hashem wanted it done. So that's the case. If we understand that there's importance to what we do, so now we made it, it makes a much bigger difference to us. We went on what is Rashi's Takiyah and what is Rabbanatam's Takiyah. How did the Ramah think the Shrama is meant to sound and how did the Rashba think the Shrama is meant to sound or the Ramban? Because that's important to us. We, have, we, we want to know how they did it because it's something we have to do right. And we made it, the difference is between custom or what just becomes the minag of a place or the, the, the so to speak, the, the things which a country or, or even religion commemorates to something which there's significance to it because this is something which is what we do is important and if it's important it comes back to Hashem if it comes back to Hashem and we want to know from as far back as we can what was what Hashem told to do us so if the Torah itself tells us that's great and if not we have a Torah about prayer that's even better and it will tell us all the details and if not then we want to know as, as far back as we can what was the right way to do it what was the right way to do it and that's a, so living the past isn't just because we, we it's nostalgia Living the past is that was because what happened in the past is really what or, or how they did things in the past is important to us. It's important to us because it teaches us how to do things, and since how we do something is critical to 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 to, to what we're trying to do, so we made. Of course, we're interested in how it was done, and that's another point. Uh, customs as customs don't necessarily connect people to the past. It's it's become a custom in the present too. It's to celebrate in a different way, maybe, or whatever it might be, but it's okay. It's, 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 it doesn't, a custom of a country, whatever it's going to be, doesn't, doesn't always connect people to the past. It's just become the, it's what, what's done, and what's done, however people want to celebrate it in the present. Whereas something which is adabu, we're doing what they did, because we understand the significance comes from the way they did it, and we're trying to emulate that, so it automatically connects us to how things were done. This is the first point, yeah. In answering this question in a current setting, is it ever appropriate to use Rav Desla that we're not just celebrating events, we're celebrating Kaifas in the intrinsic days in the calendar, or is it way too late? It's not Rav Desla, it's the Nev Shachayim, I mean the Derech Hashem, but the Nechal talks about in a few places in Derech Hashem, but it's, uh, it's not too deep depending on the audience. 
depending on the audience. It's not, it's not for a beginner audience. Yes, if you don't understand what spiritual kaychas mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Spiritual kaychas and time mean, I don't know what you're talking about. But for people who are more advanced, you can explain it. Okay, yeah. This is, <coughs> how does it differ from the U.S. Constitution? Everything in the United States is based on what George Washington and Thomas Jefferson decided. You're talking about law. Yes. I'm not talking about that different. I'm not talking about halacha. I'm talking about how you keep things. In other words, how the way they keep uh, Thanksgiving or Independence or anything else, it doesn't make a difference how they did it then. It's become something which is done today, the way people want to do it today. Here, we're asked, the record of how we do things is based on how it was done then. It wasn't, it's not something to celebrate. We're not near as Hanukkah, so we, we're not going to think, okay, so that's become like uh, the, the festival, and we can do whatever we want today, and use colored strip lighting, or neon lights, or LEDs. No, we want to do what they did, because of the significance in what we do. Yeah? We've discussed the idea that in like, Western culture, the, we think the further we go in history, the more clarity we get. We show we'll talk about this, we talk about the mystery of terror. How do we explain such an idea of, of sort of relying on traditional, sort of, tradition from the past, when in the world that is so into developing, sort of, Okay, so that's the next part I'm talking about. Okay, so the first part I want to say is that the significance in what we do isn't just cultural. The significance that we do is because it has value. And this is a very important point to explain because people who are new to Yiddishkeit often see a lot of ritual. I think that's oh, it's like cute, like quaint observance or practices, whatever it's going to be, and they don't see significance in it. Like, okay, it's very nice to do these things, but it's very cute. It's like something which is... Uh, like, uh, uh, very culturally different, whatever they're going to call it, but they don't see meaning. And the importance is, so why are you doing that? Because that's what that's what do, that, because that's what the Rishonim told us to do, that's what the Gemara told us to do. There's significance in it, it's not for nothing. And if there's a significance, then it's important how we do it. It's, why are we making Kiddush? Why do you make Kiddush? Well, we have already in the Mishnah, the Chazal, we have to make Kiddush. And now it's not just something which is for nothing. It's exactly what you have to say and exactly what the capas look like and how much it has to hold and what kind of drinks we can use. It's not just meaning this, like ritual. And everything is, and therefore the way that we, we, we base it on uh, we, that it, it's uh, on something, you know, the basis for the minak is because it comes from the Torah or it comes from the even. But if that's the case, we want to know how it's meant to be done. There's something significant about it. A lot of the cure of events, you know, the time broken people are told that I'm affiliated are these like fine matzah ball in the world, you know, like, that's, like so should we try to make it more like, is that a, is that is that still something? these things always has been that the authentic is the best. You don't need to update things, you don't need to change things, and also it makes you lose your authenticity, like I just explained. The, 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 the power of Shabbos is Shabbos where it's meant to be kept. The, the Koyach of Hanukkah is a menorah that's meant to be lit uh, standing by the Purim, standing by Rosh Hashanah. Whatever mitzvah we do, uh, not only does the, the rationale and the intellectual understanding come from the fact that this isn't just events, and it's not just things we're doing as ritual. It has meaning, and because it has meaning, it's coming from a source. And once we, so we, we're true to the source. It's important as how it was always done, because that's what gives us the the, the, the understanding of what you're doing is significant but that also has the effect what we do is significant and again for people who are not used to that what people, what people do in the western world loses significance even if it's meant to be a, commemor- a memorial or something even if it's meant to be some kind of tradition of whatever country it is 
but it's not significant. Okay, it's nice. So we're keeping up the minhagim of the place. But it, uh, the, people don't take it as being something which is important. It's not something which has a meaning. Most people, even if they're going to have festive days in the year or a public uh, public days of work, whatever it's going to be, a New Year's Day, there's nothing important about about it. There's not, there's, Drinking time. Sorry? Drinking time. Yeah, there's nothing important about that. There's nothing that uh, has significance. And that's the important point that is, uh, to distinguish. Torah is what we do, yes, the way we celebrate and the way we do things, it's important. It makes a difference. It's not just the way we like, kind of keep up ritual. Everything we do has significance. And we mail it. Therefore, we pay attention to details. We want to know what the details were. We want exactly their best way to do it because that's what gives us a Yeah. Wonderful. No, that's exactly the wrong answer. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Tradition is not an answer. We, the answer is the answer is that this is something the Torah tells us to do. We can explain it to you. How do we know what to do? The how is the tradition. We know what to do because we passed that generation of generation. Why we do is never because of tradition. If we if we if we if we're dealing with a crowd that we can't we can't tap into spiritual. No, again, if people want to know, then we can explain. If people want to know, we can explain. But the first, but you have to know which question you're answering. If the question is why do you do something, to answer because that's our tradition doesn't answer anything. If the question is how do we know how to do it, so we can say it's been passed generation after generation that this is the way to do it. Now, why do we do it? The why is always a better reason, and that's exactly the point. And that is, if the, in the in the non-Jewish world, you ask why do you have the military parades on Independence Day, and why do you celebrate New Year's Day, and why do this and why that, the answer is tradition. The past that's not an answer. The why do we do it is because of the significance of what we're doing. But what, what is it? So, now, so now the person wants to know in a particular area what the significance is, good. We've, we've brought to the point we can explain mitzvahs. And depending on what the mitzvah is, is the way we're going to explain it. That's fine. We want to be able to teach. But the, the, the answer to the why isn't just tradition. The answer to the why is because there's, there's a reason for it. Now if you're asking how do you know that? How do you know what was, what was instructed? Okay, then you have a tradition. The tradition doesn't replace the why. That's the important point. When we try to explain what we do, even for ourselves, we, just to say Messiah is not an answer. We want to know why it's the Messiah. Why, where, where did it come from? What was the reason we're doing it? And what are the details? The Messiah is just the way that it was passed and accurately what the original point was. So, it's, it's, so that, that, that's the insight. Let's talk about Hanukkah in particular. The idea of commemorating victories in, in war wasn't a solely Jewish idea. It was uh, many countries, even to today, still commemorate uh, recent victories that uh, are proud of the country. So, why is, if you're going to get asked the question, it's like it's specific to Hanukkah, why is Hanukkah any different? Why is it different to uh, you know, Victory Europe Day or the day that they won the first world or second world, whatever, Armistice Day, whatever day you want to call it? Why is it different? Okay, everyone, everyone has battles. Everyone, I mean, when someone wins, so then they're proud of themselves. They want to celebrate mm-hmm. their victory. So why is, why is Hanukkah any different? Why is Hanukkah any different? Now, the, again, if, we, if, if, we, if we're talking to a person who right at the beginning is like, just knows the story that we celebrate in the victory over the Greeks, so the, the first point to tell them historically is not really true. We, not, we weren't celebrating the victory over the Greeks because we didn't yet have a victory over the Greeks. You know, the war carried on a long time afterwards. What we were celebrating was the important that we were able to learn to the Torah and learn the Torah and keep the mitzvahs again. 
and, and reinstate the avoid in the base of Mikdash. That's really one point. It's not just a purely military thing. But the other point that we have to explain is and that is what do we t- how do we choose to celebrate Hanukkah? It's not just by celebrating the day because we won the war. The significance of what we do. And the idea of what was chosen and how to do it and what about the menorah and where it has to be lit and what way it has to be lit and every, all the details. That you don't have any military celebration. That's, that's, not, that's not the way that uh, you, you, you're going to show that the way we celebrate something is with all these fine points exactly how you have to light a candle. And people just want to keep it there, so make it their day of celebration. Which shows us, this is the point, which shows us there's more significance to that. There's more significance to Hanukkah than to Victory Europe Day. Because you see that there's detail in what you have to do to celebrate it. Now, a person wants to understand, wonderful, that's exactly what we want to get to. Let's explain Hanukkah. Let's explain the significance of Hanukkah. Let's explain why we celebrate Hanukkah. And, and now that gives us the opening to explain the Torah. To explain what Chazal had in mind and why that's what, what, what the meaning of it is and what the value of the mitzvah is. And there's a lot, a lot to say. Like by any, by any mitzvah, by any... Like last year, a whole series on the time of mitzvahs. We only got to the first 15. But just to explain this idea, what the reasons for each mitzvah. But, uh, the first, but it's not just custom. It's not just something which became the minag so to speak, which is passed down. One more point. One more point. So we spoke about we spoke about the the, the principle. Now, if a person is asking and they want to understand, as always, the Chacham question, so then it's easy. We'll explain. If it's coming from the time question, like what are you doing? What are these unusual con- like practices? Which is, for a beginner, very often what they do. If they don't recognize it, then it sounds very strange to them boxes you're wrapping on your arms and there's strings sticking out of your clothing and uh, all, all the things that we do which to uh, someone who had never seen this before looks like, very very weird very different very like, kind of a different culture altogether like what is this so the main point to not just to explain is this is our tradition that's nice but the people have traditions to wear skulls around their neck and put their arrows through their ears whatever else it is it doesn't tell us very much the Nakoda is there's meaning in what we do there's meaning in what we do there's a reason for everything. We don't just do things. And that's an important point. And often for, for me, they haven't thought about this. And suddenly when someone asks them the question, they suddenly wake up and think, actually, why do we do that? But uh, it's, it's, uh, good. it's a good thing to think about. We don't do things for nothing. If, re- if you're doing something, there's a reason for it. Just like if you wash our hands before eating, it's not just hygiene. We don't have to use a cup and do it twice in each hand. There's reasons for it. And have to understand the reason. And if there's a certain minak to circle the bim on Hashanahs, and for the person, what in the world are you guys doing? Like, where are you going to? Uh, there's a reason for it. And anything else in, in, in from life, it's not stamp custom. It's, there's a reason. And we made it, the first point is, not for ourselves, but also to be able to say, yes, there this is something in Jewish practice, we're doing it for a reason. Now, how we know what the, the, about it is because of the Messiah. But if you're just going to say everything, yes, yeah, it's our tradition. And it's not different to any other religion has their cultural traditions. It's much more than tradition. It's because there's a reason, and the reason is important, and that's why we're interested in the details of it. We also have to ask about Chayk. Say? Chacham will ask about Chayk. There's a reason we don't know it. No, we can answer that too. I can answer, I can give you a good reason for every Chayk in the Torah. You must understand something. The point of the Chayk isn't that we don't know what we do. There's a certain point in the, in the complexity of it which we don't well, understand. We don't know, we just, we just There's a certain point we don't understand. Yeah. Why we have Faradum, I can explain to you. And how Faradum works, I can explain to you also. The specific point of why it's Matami, the person who does it, that's a good question, that's a chuk. But uh, the concept we can understand, and Shatans can understand, and the Sakhar we can understand. Like I said, we don't, it's not that we don't understand anything. 
There's a certain point that draws an explained to us. But, uh, but what we do is, has, has significance. For a lot of people, that's, uh, that already is a tremendous shift in mindset. We don't just do things. We do something because it's meaningful. There's a reason for it. And why is it taught in the past? Why is the past important to us? Because that's what we're relying on to, to, to understand what we're doing. If, just like I said, if you had the person who would come back from the town of Tulum and tell us exactly how to do it, good, that's important to us. We want to know exactly how it's meant to be done. And if it's something which, which we're focusing on what happened then, it's because that's where the, the significance of what you're doing be, was developed, if you're talking about someone in Rabbanan, and you made it, we want to connect that. We want to, we want to understand the significance. Uh, the last point I want to talk about, and then we'll finish with this. The, the, a common response to this I'll call it a Russian question, but it's, an, it's not an uncommon response to this. Uh, I've had it myself. And then as people said, yeah, but do you really think that everybody who's lighting Hanukkah candles knows all this stuff? Do you really think that everybody who's doing this really understands that, you know, what, all the things that you say are behind it? Everyone knows that? And the answer is probably not, unfortunately. But, okay, definitely not. Unfortunately, even more unfortunately. And so why are you doing it? So here's an important point to talk about. And this brings us this brings back to the starting point I made. And that is, even if we don't... There's the side that Rechaim said, I remember where some of the Torah says this side. And then it talks about the, the oymik that there is in every mitzvah. What HaKadosh Baruch had in mind, he made us to the mitzvah, how much depth there is, and the reasons Hashem had for doing the mitzvah. Our people don't know a tenth, a hundredth, a millionth of that. So what's the point of doing it? And Rechaim says the side. There's a principle in Halacha, Bashchitza. That uh, when you need to be shech with a certain kavod in mind, so a cotton we don't consider him a badass, so we know that he can't do that. But the Gemara says, if it's a, a godl, I mean, I'll if it works. Why? Because he does the maisa, and the godl who's instructing him has the kavod. So you can combine the two of them. Cotton's maisa and a godl's kavod, and it has the same effect. That says Arachayim. When we do mitzvahs, we're a cotton with a godl, I mean, We're doing Hashem tells us. So he knows what he's doing, what he's meant to be doing, and we're doing what he told us to do. So we work together. We'll, we'll, we'll metzarif our mindset to his machshava. And the same thing, if we're talking about doing the Rabbanan, so then we're doing what the Chazal told us. So we're doing with their machshava. And the people who know to set the Yeratzim before, the Latin candles, for example, and you know, you say, I'm doing it on their dust. I don't know all the meaning they had, I don't know all the depth they had, but that's what I have in mind. If that's the case, my master works with them, Arshava, and that's the Yisad. Even if a person who doesn't understand the depth and doesn't know the depth, that applies to all of us because there's always more depth in Torah and Mitzvahs and we don't begin to begin understand. But if we know that it's there, and we say, well, that's what I'm having in mind. I want to do this because that's whatever effect the Kodesh Baruch wants it to have, whatever, uh, whatever depth is meant to be in this, that's what, I mean, that's what I want to do too. It works. All we need to know for that is the fact that there is that depth. The fact that there is something behind it. And if that's the case, if you're doing something because this is what they used to do then. So I'm doing what Chazal told me to do. So then the, the focus on the fact that this is something which I'm commanded to do is already enough to connect my action to their machshava. Connect my action to whatever they had in mind. That's what I'm doing. And that's the difference. If a person just thinks that this is something cultural, I don't see any more than, anything more than that. Okay, so then there's really nothing more than that. If a person understands this isn't culture, there's meaning. I might not know the meaning, I might not understand it, but I'm having it in mind that that's what I want to do it for. So then that already has the effect of connecting me to that meaning. 
imagine the fact that we're not just doing things. We're doing things because this is what Chazal told us to do. We're doing things because this is what Hashem told us to do. So then that gives it the, the benefit of being connected to, the, to whatever meaning they, or any reason they had. If we can understand a little bit of the reason ourselves, so much better. But even if we can't, the fact that we're aware of its existence already means that the action we're doing, we have, we have that intention in mind. Whereas the person who has none of that, it's just completely a cultural event or sometimes a political statement. And as you see, I'll say what I mean. In Israel, everyone's into lighting Hanukkah candles. It's a sign that uh, our army was stronger. You know, we fought Greeks and we, we overcame the Greeks, so uh, no, it's a uh, hats, hats off for the Jewish army. For different reasons, but uh, that's it. We Jewish soldiers. We 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 are, we are all for a Jewish army. That's not the reason for Hanukkah candles. It's something which makes it devoid of its significance. But uh, if we understand that there's a reason for the thing, there's a meaning. It's not just tradition. And as much as we can understand, great. And if not, at least we're doing it for the because we know it's something significant. That already gives the ability to connect to some of that significance. Think anyone first. Yeah. Just again, assuming we're dealing with person that is not, you're not able to start speaking to them about Elamis and Kabbalah. I didn't say a word about Elamis. So, now my question is again, there's actually, there's a, there's a Jewish comedian that came out like a funny clip, he was saying what, what would be if Jews would have Exodus. So, so they would be in a Sechet called Sechet Eitzim, and they'd be having pages and pages of little dealing of what if a light went out, but it was still flickering, and you have to put, bring the tree into your left foot or your right foot, and what kind of trees is that, that, that. Now, it just, it, it, it a little bit showed me a I can come along and I can explain to them. One second. Let's say a person would tell it to me, and I'll say to them exactly what I just said to you. You see that it looks ridiculous to you because there's zero significance in what you're doing. So what do I care? Left foot, right foot, flat side, that's all. It means not no difference so, anyway. So yeah, he'll tell you, I very, for example, Hanukkah Meiris, let's just go on a simple level of Kosovenissa. Okay, wonderful. Zeichat, amazing. But why are you so busy with little Dakedak? Okay, so the answer is, so the answer is, it makes us, you see that it's something significant. But, but, okay, so what's the significance? Okay, so now we have to explain. good. Wonderful, that's what you wanted to get to. The moment he gets there, again, invariably a lot of what we do in is, is connected to things that are a little bit higher than the... Than the if a person is ready to get there and he wants to know, then we'll be able to explain everything. Even if it gets to a point that... If a person... Se- so we'll have to, I'll, I'll teach you how to do that. That's not a problem. But uh, that you need a person who seriously wants to know. I'm saying inevitably we'll always get to a point where we'll need to discuss the, 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 the spiritual realm people don't understand. No. So if a person really wants to know, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss how to explain the spiritual realm. It took you but 20 years, 15 years. But it's not a problem. The, the fact that you see the details are important shows that they're yeah, significant. I I now a person wants to know, so what is it? Okay, let's explain. And then we can do it with the sign of In pure, do you give it meaning and then the action, or let the action then give meaning? And then do you say, like, when I run, then we'll teach you why? Or do, is it important to teach the reasons before they do any actions? Depends on the person, depends on the setting. <laughs> 